0: Thanks for joining us for today's message. Here at Temple Baptist, we're a church on a mission. Connecting people to Jesus and to one another. You know, there's one thing that I have noticed about us as men, all right, it's this. We are great fixers, but when it comes to listeners and listening, We're not so good. I see a lot of wives shaking their heads, yes. It's true, right? And I realized this fact when I first got married because my wife would come to me with a problem. And immediately what I wanted to do is I wanted to solve the problem. I wanted to be her knight in shining armor. But the problem was is I struggled with listening to her feelings about that problem. And so this is the way it would go down, my wife would tell me the problem, I would hear the problem, and I would begin to solve the problem in my head. Now guys, this is where I got in trouble. Apparently, after my wife stated the problem, she then would begin to express her feelings. And because I was so focused on solving the problem, I would never really listen to her feelings. I'm just being honest. But it gets better. Because what would happen is this, because I wasn't listening to her, all I could see was her mouth moving. Right? And I figured when her mouth stopped moving, she was done, expressing all of those feelings that were going in one ear, not the other. And so the moment her mouth stopped, what I would do is this, is I would always proudly blurt out the solution. This is what you have to do. And it always amazed me, my wife was never really impressed with my solution. As much as I was, right? In fact, I'll never forget the day I came face to face with this truth. And my wife said it very lovingly, but very forcefully. She said, Dave, I don't need your solution. I need your attention. You know, James chapter 1 verse 19 says this, Everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak. I don't think it's a coincidence that God has given us two ears and one mouth. I think it's a subtle hint that we should be listening twice as much as we speak. Now, i got to be honest with you. Listening is tough. It is. I don't know if you realize this, but we think 20 times faster than we speak. So get this. As I'm speaking right now, you are thinking 20 times faster than me. And as you are listening, your mind is being distracted by all of these thoughts that it's trying to process. We did an exercise with our youth leadership team, and it was this. We paired them up, okay? And it was a simple task. One person would speak for a minute, and the other person would listen. And after the minute, the listener would recap what the person said. Simple task, right? It was hilarious watching these students because they really struggled. It's like, is it a minute up yet? Nope. Because that minute seemed like an eternity. Because what they said was this, is as they were listening to the person, what they found is that their their mind would wander off. And they had to refocus and then wander off again and refocus because they're thinking 20 times faster than that person is speaking. And so I thought of thinking about this. If it is difficult to listen to someone who is sitting right in front of me, to listen to God who is unseen, takes some real focus. It does. You see, the question isn't this, does God want to speak to us? Because the Bible tells us very clearly that he does. The question we have to ask is this, is do I really want to hear from God? Because if we want to hear from God, here's the thing, it takes work, it takes discipline, and it takes time. And so this morning, what we're going to do is this, is we're going to look at a a prophet who really wanted to hear from God. And his name is, here we go, it's Habakkuk. Say that ten times fast. I tried it at my office, I couldn't do it. I think I got to three and that was it, all right? So if you have your Bibles or your devices, I want you to go to Habakkuk. Now here's the thing. It is a book that we don't usually go to. So if you have your Bible, today you can use the table of contents, all right? And uh, it's in between Nahum and Zephaniah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Zephaniah. (sighs) All right, good thing I know where it is. All right, Zephaniah. Now here's the thing. I got to be honest with you. I have never, ever preached from the book of Habakkuk. This is the first time for me, but in saying that, Pastor Donald, I believe you did a series in May that is really good. You can check it out on our website, so he knows all about Habakkuk, so he's going to make sure I get it right. He's going to correct me if I didn't get it wrong, all right? But I've never preached from it, okay? But here's the thing I want to do. As you're looking for Habakkuk, let me give you a little bit of background on Habakkuk. Habakkuk is written just after the death of King Josiah, between 609 in 586 B.C., during the final days of the Assyrian Empire and the beginning of the Babylonian Empire. Now, this is interesting to note. Josiah was a God-fearing king. And what he did was this, is he instituted spiritual ref- uh, reform during his reign to bring the children of God back into obedience. Okay? But this is interesting. Once King Josiah died, though, what the Israelites did is this, is they returned to the idol worship and they reverted to their evil ways. And these circumstances made Habakkuk begin to question God. And the reason why was because God was silent and there was apparent lack of discipline from God on his children. And so what happens is Habakkuk cries out to God, wanting so desperately to hear from him. And the cool thing is this, is God is gracious. He hears Habakkuk's cry, and he actually speaks to him. Now, what I want to focus on this morning is this. It's not what God said to Habakkuk, even though it was important. What I want to focus on this morning is this, is what Habakkuk did so that he he could hear from God. And what I'm going to do is this. I'm very simple, I know that, but I want to give you five words, just five words. And here's the thing. I want you to write them down. Write them in your Bible, put them in your phone, write them on your hand, okay? You do not want to miss these five words because what these five words represent are five steps that Habakkuk took so that he could hear from God. And I can guarantee you, listen to me, you will go back to these. And if you don't write them down, you will miss out. I'm just saying, okay? So, let me give you the very first word. The first word is this, is Withdraw. Withdraw. If you look at Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1, I'll be reading from the NLT, it says this, I will climb up to my watchtower and stand at my guard post. See, what Habakkuk is saying here is this, is I am going to get alone. I'm going to climb into my watchtower and I'm going to get up there and be by myself. You know, life is full of, of way too much noise. Did you ever notice that? It's amazing, or amazes me, how many of us will wake up in the morning, think about this, and the first thing we do is we create noise. We turn the TV on, we turn the radio on, we watch a video on our phones, and the thing is, is we are bombarded by noise all around us, and I think the reason we do that it's because I think for some of us, if we're being honest, is we're afraid of the quiet. But what we see here is this, is a backup has just poured his heart out to God. And he wants to get alone in the quiet to hear from him. And so the first thing he does is this, is he withdraws. Okay. Second word I want to give you, and I'm going to start with W so you can remember them, is wait. It's Wait. Let's continue verse 1, it says this, I will climb up to my watchtower and stand at my guard post. Listen to this, there I will wait. And that's a powerful statement because Habakkuk doesn't say, I'm going to wait for five minutes or I'm going to wait for an hour or I'm going to wait for a day or I'm going to wait for a week. There is no time frame here. And I think the reason why Habakkuk says that I will wait is because Habakkuk realized this. It wasn't about his timetable. It was about God. He's so like, I'm just going to wait. And here's another thing that I think is interesting to notice in Habakkuk, that he was willing to wait for as long as it took. And the reason why was because to hear from God was important to him. And because it was important to him, listen to me, time wasn't a factor. Waiting wasn't an issue. All right? Let me give you the third word into this watch let's continue in verse one it says this i will climb up to my watchtower and stand at my guard post there i will wait look at this to see what the lord says and how he will answer my complaint as you read this verse, what you get is you get this sense that Habakkuk was watching in anticipation to see what God was going to say. And what he had was this, is he had laser focus, not wanting to miss the answer that God would give. And I don't want you to miss this. Habakkuk doesn't say how, could, how God could answer my complaint or how God might answer my complaint. No, Habakkuk says this, there I will wait To see what the Lord says, and get this, he will answer my complaint. You see, Habakkuk believed that God would speak to him. And I'll tell you something, I think sometimes the reason why we don't think that God will speak to us is because if we're being honest, do we really believe he will? And Habakkuk was like, no, I want to hear from God, and I believe he will speak to me. And so what happens is this, Habakkuk withdraws. He waits, and he watches. And then guess what happens? God speaks. But it's interesting, Habakkuk isn't done yet. Because there's two more steps that Habakkuk has to do. The fourth word I want to give you is this, is write. Write. W-R-I-T-E. It says this in verse 2, Then the Lord said to Habakkuk, Write my answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. You see, God says to Habakkuk, Okay, I'm going to give you my answer. But listen to me. I want you to write it down. I want you to write it down clearly. And I think there's two reasons why God tells Habakkuk to do that. Number one is this. It's so that he wouldn't forget we all know what that's like. How many times does someone tell you something it's like, oh, I forgot that, right? And I think the second reason was this, is so that he could accurately share it with others because this answer, yes, was meant to encourage a backup, but it was also meant to encourage others, and so it had to be communicated clearly. And so God says, listen, write this down so you don't forget it, and write it down so you can communicate it to others because this answer is just not for you. It's going to encourage the people of Israel as well. Now, there's one more word I want to give you. And it's this. Worship. And I would say that this last step is so important. Because God speaks to Habakkuk. And what Habakkuk does is this. Is he responds in worship. Chapter 3 is a prayer that Habakkuk sings to the Lord as an act of his worship. Now, we don't have time to read it, but here's the thing, is I want you to read it this week for yourself. It's not a long read. Just read chapter 3 of Habakkuk, because this is a powerful prayer. And the reason it's powerful is because Habakkuk goes from questioning God to being broken before God. Because when you read the prayer, what you'll notice is this, is he acknowledges who God is in verses 1-15, to which blows me away. Because here he is questioning God, then he's like, no, this is who you are. And then what he does is he turns the mirror on himself and acknowledges who he is before God in verses 16 to 19. Now, this is what hits me as we read the book of Habakkuk, and it's this. Is that God allows Habakkuk to question and even be frustrated with him. But... God responds to a backup with love, mercy, and grace. And what that tells us about God is this, we don't want to miss this, is that God is okay with our questions and our frustrations, but He wants to speak to us. And we need to be ready to hear. You see, it's one thing to question and complain and not wait for the answer. And I think sometimes that's what we do. And God's like, I'm okay with those things, but let me respond to you. Let me tell you why. Let me show you what I'm up to. And so that's why I think it's so important that we understand and we get these five steps to hearing God. Now, before I apply this, let's just make sure we got them, okay? What was the first one? Withdraw. The second one is? Wait. The third one is? The fourth one is? Right. And the fifth one is worship. Now, this is where we need to make this real because I think to write these words down is not enough. We actually have to talk about how they work out in our lives. Now, my prayer this morning is this: is that all of us want to hear from God. Is that true? Okay. But here's the thing: it will take work. It will take time, and it will take discipline. But let me tell you something, it is so worth it. And so what we need to do is we need to be willing to ask ourselves a few questions. And the first question is this, are we willing to withdraw? You see, if we want to hear from God, we need to get alone with God in a quiet place. Now, for some of you are saying, you don't know my house. There's no quiet place, okay? And that's okay, because maybe that place isn't in your house. But you need to find a quiet place with God, because listen to me. God speaks in the stillness. Psalm 46.10 says this, be still and know that I am God. And so I read that and go, if I want to know who God is, I have to be still. And it also says this in James 4.8, it says, come close to God... And God will come close to you. Get this, we can have as much of God as we want. We can have as much of God as we choose. We want more of God? The Bible says this, we can have it. We want to come close to God? We can get as close to God as we want. But here's the thing, is we have to be willing to make the time to withdraw and quiet ourselves before God. Because if we don't do that, we will miss out. Here's another question that we have to ask is this, is are we willing to wait? Because let's face it, we live in an instant world of fast food and high-speed internet because we don't like to wait. My kids said to me the other day, Dad, our internet's not fast enough, all right? Because we don't like to wait. But what I want you to get is this, Is the way the world works, listen to me, isn't the way that God works. And so if you go to God with the mindset of the world, you will mess up. Because God's like, I don't work that way. And like I said earlier, it's not about our tie table. It's about whose tie table? God. Uh, I want to read this verse to you. And I think it's really powerful. It's Hebrews 4.16. It says this. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive a mercy and will find grace to help us when we need it most. Here's the cool thing. Is that is a picture of what happens every time we pray. When we pray, what happens is we come before God. We actually come into the throne room of God with confidence because of what Jesus did for us. Now, I want you to get this. For some of us, we don't come into the throne room of God. Do you know what we do? We run into the throne room of God. And as quickly as we run in, we run out. And what we do is we throw our requests at his feet. You see, when I read this passage, there is not a sense of being quick when I enter the throne of God, there's this idea of lingering and remaining in God's presence because waiting is listening, and listening involves time. I'm reading a book right now called The Unhurried Leader, and it's one of those books that I can't put down, but I don't like what's being said, not because I don't agree with it, because it's convicting me way too much. And the author says this, if we want to hear from God, We need to be willing to spend significant amounts of time with Him in quiet, simply listening. In fact, the author says this, that he designates one day a month to be quiet before God. No books, no devices, nothing. Just quiet before God, simply listening to Him. Now, I'm going to be real with you. When I heard that, my automatic reaction was this, that's impossible. It's impossible. How on earth could you spend an entire day just sitting there listening to God? And I got to be honest with you, the moment I got it through my mind, God asked me one question. Why? Why is it impossible? Is it because I'm too hurried? Is it because I'm afraid of what God might say or ask of me in that quiet? Or is it because it's not that important to me? Because here's my truth. I'm not going to convict you necessarily, but I'm going to tell you my truth, and I know this. I will make time for what's important to me. I will spend a day golfing no problem. I will book three days off to go fishing. No problem. You see, because I make time for what is important to me. And when it comes to this area of being still before God, i am got to be honest with you, over this last couple of years, God has really convicted me. Because he's like, Dave, you don't wait on me. You don't withdraw. You're not watching and I'm speaking to you, but you're missing it because you're running from one thing to another. You know, God invites us into his presence any time. Think about that. It's says that we can boldly enter the throne room of God anytime we want. I think it's something we have to take advantage of. And I'll be honest with you, I don't think it's something that should be rushed. It shouldn't. Here's another question Are we willing to watch? There are so many things that distract us, especially when we're trying to watch and wait on God. So, what I want to do is I want to give you a little trick that one of my mentors told me a long time ago, and I wish I did it better, but I'm actually trying to put it back into life, my life. He taught me this that helps you kind of stay focused on God when you're trying to be alone with Him. And it's called this it's called the parking lot. The parking lot. And all you need is a pen and a pad of paper. Don't use your phones, because your phones will become a distraction to you. Okay, so just go old school, right? Paper and pen. Now, what will happen is this, is when you try to be still before God, your mind will be flooded with thoughts of things that you have to get done or things that you're worried about. And here's the cool thing, is when those thoughts come, what you do is this is you park them in the parking lot. You, bus- you basically write them down on the piece of paper. Now, I'll tell you something, I've done this a few times, and when I've done it, it's been amazing. It's been times where I go back and say, wow, God has really spoken to me. But I'll tell you something right now, it takes about 20 minutes. I was amazed, I was like, okay, there's another thing. And I had a page full, but here's the cool thing, is when you write them down, you're not forgetting about them. You're saying, this is important, but this is more important. And I'm not forgetting about it. I'm just putting it down so I can focus on what's important now. So I want to encourage you to try that because it does work. That helps you to watch what God is doing. Here's another question. Are we willing to write? You know, I'm amazed about this, how quickly we forget things. I read this fact about our memory this week, and it's going to kind of scare you, but apparently it's true. It says this, within one hour, get this, people will have forgotten an average of 50% of the information you presented. So we're down here at 11. By noon, you'll have forgotten 50% of what I've said, right? Within 24 hours, they have forgotten an average of 70% of new information. And within a week, forgetting claims an average of 90% of it. So get this. For the majority of us, if we don't write things down, when we come back next week, dear Pastor Donald, you're going to forget 90% of what Pastor Dave said. Scary. That's the way our mind works. We're forgetful people, and God knows that. And so that is why it's so important that when God speaks, we write it down. And that's why he says to Habakkuk, write this down. Because the things that God will say to us are so important that we can't afford to forget them. All right? Uh, one thing I've learned is this, is that as God speaks to me, I pull up my phone and I write, I have a, my, my pad, my phone, whatever, that thing on my phone, and I put that down because I'm like, man, I've got to come back to it because there's so many times where God has said something to me and I forget about it. I'm like, oh, what was that? That was really good. What was it? And I forget. And so I miss out. And so because I don't want to forget, any time that God impresses something upon me, I will always put it down. The last question I want to give you is this, is are we willing to worship? I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, I remember this. My parents drilled this into my head. You always say please, and you always say what? Thank you. You know, I think when it, gets to, when it comes to God, we have got the please down really good. Lord, please do this. Please do this. But what we forget about is this, is we forget about the thank you. And the reason why Habakkuk worships is because worship is our form of thankfulness to God. When God speaks to us, there is no better way to respond to Him than by our worship. And here's the thing I want you to understand about worship. Worship helps us to keep the proper perspective by reminding us of who God is and who we are not. Here's the truth I want you to get. God wants to speak to us. Thanks for listening. And consider joining us live on Sundays at 9, 15, and 11 a.m. For our address, directions, and any other information, find us online at templebaptist.com.